Cool. I'm going to pray. We're going to get into it. Holy Spirit, thank you that you're here. We thank you for a move of the Spirit. It's been happening already. We just thank you for your presence. Thank you, Lord. You're awesome. We just thank you. Any two or more gathered together in your name, you're here. Lord, I just thank you. Cloud of witnesses, all the angels, your presence, Lord. We just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So, yeah, just I, for, for those who got baptized in, in water to, today, I can feel the smile of God in this place. I can feel the smile of God. And, you know, uh, um, uh, obeying the Lord shouldn't be like going to the dentist and getting an extraction. There's got to, is, is joy. There's joy. And so for those who got baptized in water, you know, like the, the, the smile of heaven. Um, I never forget when I got baptized in water, I got delivered. And so, yeah, yeah, that legion left and um, I've been better for it. But I want to, what I want to do is I want to, I just felt the atmosphere very, very different from this morning and I want to just change it up completely. Um, but I just want to refer to that I pretty much, apart from going to one Sunday school class and being given a cartoon Bible book or a cartoon about Noah, right, I had no religious upbringing at all. And then I had a, an intercessor um, live next, well, prophet actually, her name's Jackie, she lived next door to me and uh, probably prayed for me off and on, I'd say regularly for about two years. And then... Um, you know, for those who have kids who could be in a better place or parents or other relatives, is that you've just, when you, when you cooperate with God's goodness and, and hold on by faith and, and just lay a hold of things in, in, the, in the realm of the Spirit, nothing is too hard, nothing's too hard for him. And so I got, to, uh, this lady came next door, I was, about to, I was on the way to, to go to university, be picked up by somebody. She starts telling me about the Lord, and I'm like, cool, like, I don't understand any of what you're saying. Uh, you must be born again, and I'm like, don't understand any of that, and then this, and don't understand any of that. And then um, I open up the Bible, and um, literally, I got I, uh, before I knew anything about church, anything about Christianity, I encountered the love of God. And it changed me, and, I, and I, you can be in the worst, darkest place, and when the love of God touches you, not only is it, do I want more of that, you're home. You're home. You're, you're, you're created for the love of God. And it's one of the things, and you, it's, 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 I just feel that, that the, the love of God is in the, in the room tonight. I really, who can feel that, that love of God in this place? Seriously. Something about when people obey, you believe in your baptized. It's very powerful. And you go, well, I've been a believer for years and I've only just started to get baptized. It's, that's how powerful it is. I can feel the smile of heaven. So what I want to do, we're going to keep it really simple uh, we do have meet and greet on at five, so we'll probably finish around quarter to five. But um, I want to walk you through some scripture and then just um, expound on it a little bit. It's, it's quite straightforward, but the word of God's powerful. Uh, let's just start with Ephesians uh, chapter three. Paul has just talked about all these amazing things and he says, for this reason, I bow my knees to the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's just stop there for a minute. You know, um, the love of God's so powerful. Did you know that? Did you know that, that that life can be really tough, and for you to survive, you actually like you've got to you've got to build something that doesn't that makes sure you don't get hurt again. And you build these structures, and so it could be around your identity. 
It could be around a lot of things. But what happens, that's an orphan reflex and a survival mechanism. And, and one of the most important things is that Jesus didn't come to save us from an angry father. Is the father sent his son. And Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. And so when you, when you see the very, very best of Jesus, when he's moved by compassion, when he's doing every type of miracle, you know, when he went to his hometown and he couldn't do many, he didn't heal many people, it wasn't because he tried to heal them and they didn't receive it. They just didn't bring him out to get prayed for. Remember, he is, he is God, okay? But when you see Jesus moved by compassion, Jesus said clearly, he said, it's not me who does it, it's the Father in me. For those people who are in the healing rooms, it is not you, but it is the Son through you. That's what's so amazing. And so, so, so if you want to know the love of the Father and the goodness of the Father, you have to, all you have to do is look at the Son. And Paul said, because this is very important, because we try and build a life to not get hurt, but that shuts God out. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Next one. From whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Here we go. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit. Remember, it's in the inner man. So out of your innermost being comes rivers of living water. And so your inner world is connected to the kingdom of heaven. So as you believe it, it actually starts to manifest. The presence of God manifests. The power of God manifests. Blessing. I've seen all sorts of unusual manifestations of, of the miraculous. For those who have heard that story, it's because it's an ego inner world is connected to the spirit world, and the spirit world runs the natural. So your spirit is connected, to, your inner world is connected, your spirit and your inner world are connected to the, the kingdom of God. And that time where we were in, um, you can take that one down for a second because I'll come back to that. We were in Bali, and uh, my kids were in these big blow-up things, balls that were see-through, thank goodness, and they'd go in the water, and they're sort of like, you know, they're sort of learning what it was like to step out the boat. And they were going along like this. And Rachel goes, hey, you, got to take, you should take a photo. I said, I should. So we had our towel and, and our stuff in the cabana, a little hut next to the pool. And so I'm like, I, I think I'll grab a towel or something like that. And literally, it's like my, it, because of the slippery edges of the pool, <laughs> my feet just went like this. And I did almost like a full cartwheel sideways into the pool with my phone in my hand. Yeah, yeah, full immersion. Um, and so what happened is that my first instinct wasn't, have I broken my neck or my leg? It was like, my phone! <laughs> and sort of like, it was like, I held it out of the water like Excalibur. <laughs> like this. I don't know maybe if, you, if my wife remembers seeing that, holding the phone up, and then looked down. Now, what I didn't know then at the time, but I know now, it's called the blue screen of death. And I'm looking, and my screen goes blue. And what happened was... Um, I had all my contacts. It was, this is, oh my gosh, this is like 10 years ago. And um, this, is the inner, this is the power of the inner world connected to the Lord. And so I'm like going, I've lost my photos. I've lost all my, my email contacts, uh, all my notes, right? Like crazy stuff, crazy stuff. And I was like quite upset about it. So what happened was I run to the hotel room 
and I plug it into a charger and then I get Rachel's phone. I go, what, what to do when your phone gets fully immersed in water? And, and the first thing I said was, it says, don't plug it into power. It's the worst thing you could do. <laughs> right? And then, <laughs> and then some people say you should put it in rice. You know, <laughs> but that doesn't work. <laughs> I'm being so good. I'm being so good. <laughs> and uh, it's, you put it in rice, all the techies come. Anyway, so basically, it's that <laughs> didn't, it, none of it worked. And so I'm like, this is terrible. Come back to Australia and I take it to, a, a, ironically enough, a um, company called Data Revival. And so I go there and he, he has it for a couple of days. He goes, this is, this is smoked, it's done, it's cooked. And I'm, I'm going, I've lost all my intellectual property per se. And then Rachel's like, oh, maybe we can like back up in the, you know, in the cloud like this and go through my, you know, all, all, all the passwords that she set up and knows and I don't. Anyway, so she's like doing this. And, I'm, and, and then she goes, you're not even registered with the cloud. <laughs> Nothing. So the phone's dead now. It's, so I contact Telstra and they send me some special bag. I put, I put the, the, the dead body in the bag, the cadaver, and sort of like, you know, had a moment of silence. The bag gets shipped off and they give me a new phone. So I've got a new phone. I've got a new SIM. Um, and nothing's backed up whatsoever, like it's, it's kaputs. So on Sunday, on Saturday, uh, on the Saturday I'm praying like this, and the Lord goes, why don't you call your data back? And I'm like, what? I was like, like sorry, I was so, such a non-event, you know, I wasn't God's man of faith and power, I was God's man of paste and flour, and it was, seriously, and it's sort of, why don't you, why don't you, call it back and I'm like so I did I said it was so glib I said all right uh, Lord in the name of Jesus I call my data back now I, I had the voice of the Lord and it was so confronting it was like I felt stupid but it was, it was the Lord and I went Lord I call my data back it was so abstract for me that's on the Saturday on Sunday I um who remembers the Sunday when I when I yeah I mentioned yeah I said my phone I said if you ring me and I go hello and they go well, you know, no contact names because all the just numbers come up. I don't, rec- I don't rem- you know, um, memorize people's numbers. And um, so I said, but I think I heard the Lord call, tell me to call my data back. So, hey, watch this space. And again, my, my, there was no spirit of faith. It was like, yeah, yeah, like this. Anyway, the next day, my wife goes, she said, have you, have you got anything back on your phone? Yeah, I said, No. She goes, have you checked? I went, no. <laughs> You've got to double down on the line of inquiry, you know, none of this one question rubbish. Anyway, and I, okay. And then like, it was so strange because a thousand, in front of me, a thousand photos, jump on my phone. I'm talking to people, taking that, you go, that's impossible. That's impossible. But nothing else. No emails, no contacts, and, and um, no, um, uh, no, my notes, because all, all, all my preaching and all that stuff's there. So anyway, and the Lord said, he, he said, I want, you to, I want you to contend for it. This is, this is real. And I'm like, all right. So, so during that, later that week, Daryl and I were going to, um, to speak at the Australian Prophetic Summit. And so he, yeah, I think he'd moved down here. So it would have been seven, eight years, eight years ago. My goodness. Anyway, so in the meantime, what had happened, I think I got some, some my contacts came back. Uh, <laughs> and my, <laughs> and my, uh, my, uh, my emails, <coughs> and that is even 
even a bigger who cares. Anyway, so, um, and you're filling out, you fill out, go to a hotel room, email address, and they're just, you know, for the rest of your life, unless you unfriend them. Anyway, so, um, so I'd, I really missed, missed my notes. I'd got a lot of my photos back. So, so remember, this is impossible. So the Lord said to me, he said, Todd, he, 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 he said to me, what did he, he, he said, I, when that initial lot came back, he said, that was me, that was not your faith. And I knew that. He said, I want you to contend for the rest. This is, this is the power of the supernatural. Because can you imagine if like, you, you, you're in business and you hadn't backed stuff up. I mean, the amount of times I've heard my wife or Belinda or other, get, ah! well, I said, okay, what happened? I was doing this, 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 and the whole day's work and everything shut down. Did you back it up? I'm not sure. Like, it's a terrible feeling. Who knows that feeling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, could, I didn't have my notes. And the Lord said, that was me. Now I want you to contend for the rest. And then all of a sudden, I stepped into this grace. And the Lord goes, what if I gave you a note supernaturally where you just started to type them out again? And I'm like... I'm like, oh, okay. And I started to lean in. Man, the revelation, it was crazy. I'm like, like this. And what, what happens is I just typed like about four or five pages of information on notes in the, on the iPhone. And I'm like really excited because God's going to just give me the same stuff he had before, but a higher level, fresh, all that. So I'm on the plane with Daryl. Now we've jumped on the plane. And, I'm, and, and so, you know, uh, um, I remember, do you remember when... when when they say put it on airplane mode and you used to take them seriously. Anyway, so, so it's like this. Have you ever, one of my favourite memes <laughs> is you see this plane coming into land, like, oh, like it's going crazy, all this. And someone says underneath, they probably didn't put their tray table up. <laughs> all of these things that, that they treat you like primary school kids in business, in economy class and business class, they treat you like adults, all right? So and they say, don't do that, you, you, you put that away. And, uh, you know, and so, um, and so it was on airplane mode. So nothing you get and nothing you get out. Airplane mode, plus the brand new phone, brand new SIM, the other phone's dead, nothing backed up on the cloud. I don't have any notes. And what happened was I, um, I, said, I was telling Daryl, the Lord said he'd give me the notes, like, you know, like supernaturally, and I've been typing, it's great. So I opened it up in front of him. He's sitting, he's sitting next to me on the, my left side. And as I'm opening it up, we opened up to notes and you could feel something go, like, like just like we we're up in the air, flight mode. We both felt something shift in the spirit, like it was like, and then also it was like, we just, all my notes start jumping back onto my phone. Like you witnessed it. Yeah, like it was, I was just, it was crazy. It was crazy. And, and, and so that inner world strengthened in the inner man connects you to the realm of the impossible, but it's powered up by the love of God. Afterwards, I'm saying, I'm, I'm praising God, but completely confused. And I asked so many techies and, uh, and they said, it's impossible. So, like, I mean, hey, coming up, do you think, do you think there's going to be a place for people to need data miracles? Considering nearly everything's data now. Anyway, and uh, so, you know, we're, we're going to need, uh, you know, seriously, like serious data miracles for the, the social credit system. Anyway, so basically, <laughs> prevention's better than cure, so let's work on that one. Um, so I remember the Lord said, I was praying, and I heard him ask me a question. He said, Todd, when, when you call back that data, where did you call it back from? And I'm thinking like, you know, like quantum realmy stuff or some, some sort of main frame in 
Russia with a you know spotty teenager sort of like you know overseeing my you know information. No, no, that's I'm like, I was, and I said, I said, where did it come from, Lord? And he said, from me. It was in me. He said, everything's in me. Nothing is ever lost. Is that crazy? Nothing's ever lost. And you go, and you got people, and they go, I missed that chance, and I missed that opportunity, and this happened, and it'll never come. No, 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 no. It's, it's, when we understand this, our inner world connects us to the realm of the impossible. And so this is why you want to prophetically find out what your destiny is and walk it out, because you'll have all of heaven's provision to fulfill. You'll have more than enough to fulfill what you're called to do. But it's the love of God that powers it up. So if we can go back to that, that filled with might in the inner man, uh, um, uh, strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, yep, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and the height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. You know, you've got like people, everyone in here has desires that they believe God wants them to have. God doesn't give you, doesn't meet your need according to your need. He meets your need according to his riches in glory. So, so our imagination is the floor, not the ceiling. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works where? In us. Yep. To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. So it, it's to know the love of God, it strengthens us on the inside. And this is what we, we this is the invisible world we've been talking about. We walk by faith and not by sight. There are spiritual feelings, okay, like discerning of spirits, the joy of the Lord, that are based around supernatural feels, okay? But generally speaking, our own soulish emotions are, uh, are deceptive. If you're a very emotional person and they run your life, you've probably got a tough life, I'll be honest. Because there are many situations where your emotions will betray you. Where people go into a relationship, they get all claustrophobic and all weird and back out and then they regret their poor choices. It's your emotions, it's your feels, so we need, to get, we need to be strengthened from the inside out, but it is the love of God. It's the love of God taps you into the realm of the impossible. I've seen it many, many, many times. And so what I want to do is I want to walk us through, in the next, say, uh, 20 minutes, half an hour, I want to walk us through one passage of Scripture that's so powerful, but we overlook it so easily. So who, who would love to know pers- personally, on a regular basis, the love of God for them? Because that's what energizes your faith, but it's, a, it's an inside work. Now, uh, this is uh, um, John 14. Jesus had just been with them for three and a half years, and um, they were stressing out because he's going. And they're like, well, and the orphan spirit just started going bananas. So Jesus said, let, let not your heart be troubled, because he knew they were troubled and they were about to be extremely troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. The word, the word in the Greek is mone, M-O-N-E, I think it is, mone. And if it were not so, I, I, I would have told you. So many, it means dwelling, it can mean a domestic 
sort of like a house or a, or a mansion, but it's more dimensions, it's more dwelling places and abodes. So in my father's house are many mansions. It'd be very interesting if anyone's ever had a dream, got someone interpreted it, and it was about an amazing house or a house that needed fixing or, or, or a house with an with a, with a unlocked back door. And many times when we dream about houses, they mean temples and they can mean us. Isn't that interesting? In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go and prepare a topography for you, a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. So now he's talking about coming again, all right? About this Perusia, is Erkamai, okay? And receive you to myself that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Now they're all confused. Now Thomas starts talking. Thomas says to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going. <laughs> and how can we? Know? Now, Jesus said a lot of things they didn't understand. Right, so like you think there's a lot of Captain Obvious going on here, but Lord, we 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 do not know where you're going, and how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, "I am the way, the truth, and the life." So I am the way. The word way there means path. Isn't it incredible? Then the truth isn't information; it's a person. Yes, is that crazy? Truth is a person. And, and the person is the way. You know, we've got, to, we've got to really be careful of the Christian cliches that we never fulfill. It's not a religion, it's a relationship. And those people struggle in prayer. <laughs> they got all the right, sort of like, it's, a, it's, a, it's not a religion, it's a relationship. They struggle to stay connected to the Lord because they're structures and they're orphan spirit. And so, so the Lord is the way um, he's the truth and the life. And a lot of people think eternal life's living forever. It ain't. It's knowing God, according to John 17, 3. So Jesus is the life. I... Good boy. All right. No one comes to the Father, here's an absolute, except through Jesus. No one. All right. If you had known me, you would have also known my Father. <laughs> also, and from now on, you know him and have seen him. You would, if you've seen Jesus, you've seen the Father, right? <laughs> and then Philip goes, come on, Lord. I hear what you're saying, but show us the Father. As he says, as he's saying, Philip said to him, Lord, I hear what you're saying, but come on. I know if you've seen me, you've seen the Father, but, you know, um, show us the Father. <laughs> he said, I don't believe you. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> hey, you know what it says here? Jesus, you're not sufficient for us. <laughs> That's what it's saying. Just, I know you said if you see me, you've seen the Father, but, you know, just show us the Father. <laughs> and it'll be enough. <laughs> like he's, 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 he's advising the Lord, all right? <laughs> see Jesus' response. And Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long, and yet you've not known me? Philip, uh, he who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? How to insult God, huh? Do you not believe? Now, this is, this is where we're going to start to drill down. Do you not believe that I'm in the Father and the Father's in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the work. If you've seen Jesus, you've seen the Father. The only time, he, Jesus was very, very anti-religion. 
He would see all sorts of people and all sorts of strife, all sorts of darkness. He hated the fact that his father's house was used for uh, commercial purposes. And on that note, let's receive our offering. Um, so, no, I'm kidding. Uh, and no, 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 but, but, but just, just that, that, that merchandise type thing. I mean, he, he didn't just flip tables. Can you imagine? I, you know, we've all been to fairs where people have the little display table. You know, we've done dream interpreting at psychic fairs and they've got a little table, their little booth. Can you imagine just going around and just flipping every table like this? Like this one. Seriously, like, what sort of reaction are you going to get? But he was. He was completely, because he was driven by the, the zeal for your house has consumed me. And then, just to top it off, whoosh, he makes his whip out of these cords. He's, get out! Like, seriously. Like, it, it was the zeal for his father. But then you see, because we, because we need to know. Do you know what? Here's a problem with Western Christianity. We try and be nicer than Jesus. And we are just, it's just a non-event. It's a, it's a, it's a pretentious non-event. There's times where you actually have to fight for justice in the Holy Ghost, especially for your loved ones, and we just roll over and, you know, we just, we don't, we are turn the other chair. It's not, it's a completely out of context. And that's what happened when we saw in the lockdowns. That's what we saw when, when you got people who were not allowed to go to funerals of their loved ones. Because they might get COVID? Come on. We have to, we, we, sometimes the love of God will energise us in an area of injustice to bring justice and not just do Doris Day and say, okay, Sarah, Sarah. That's not Jesus. And, and, and he was, he was scrutinised by the, 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 the most highly trained uh, legal minds, the lawyers, the scribes, the Pharisees, and he was never fussed, completely on top of it. And what you have is you see that, 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 that grace under pressure, that was the father. Move with compassion to do the miracles. That was the Father. The words of knowledge. That was the Father. He would go out of his way, out of the region of Galilee, to, do, to, be, to be with a widow who had the demon-possessed daughter, right out of the territory for that one woman to go out of his way to pretend to ignore her. Because the Father sent him, because the Father saw the widow with the demon-possessed child. You've seen Jesus. You've seen the Father because he says, the Father is doing the work in me. So when you've got Peter saying, just to show us the Father will be sufficient. So Jesus is in the Father and the Father's in Jesus, but it gets even better. Yep, next one, please. Believe me that I'm in the Father and the Father's in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Mostly, I sh surely I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do, do also, and greater works than these will he do because I go to my Father. Whatever you ask in my name, that I'll do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. So this is how being in the Lord and him and you. Here we go. If you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. That's the Spirit of God. That is the Holy Spirit. He's not with you for a while. He's with you forever. Now we start to drill down into the pointy end of the stick of tapping into the love of God and the Holy Ghost. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and soon will be in you from Pentecost. I will not leave you as orphans, I will come to you. A little while longer and the world will see me no more, but you will see me because I live, you will live also. And here we go. At that day, what we do is we say at that day is one day. One day. And we're going we're gonna to narrow down at that day. 
Because at that day, is, is knowing that Jesus is the Father, and the Father's in Jesus, and they're both in you, that's when you start to tap into the love of God. At that day, you will know that I'm in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. He has my commandments and keeps them. It is he who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father. Here we go. And I will love him and manifest to him. Now, here we go. It says, new commandment I give you. It's no longer love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and strength, and your neighbour as yourself. Jesus said, a new commandment I give you. As I have loved you, love one another. That's the new commandment. But he says he, he'll come and manifest himself. That's, that's a strong word. That is, that, do you know what that word is? Uh, it means the same thing. It's apocalypse. A lot of people think the book of Revelation is about some cartoon character antichrist. It's not even in there. It's the revelation of Jesus Christ. That's where we get the word apocalypse. The apocalypse of Jesus Christ, the apocalypsis, right? And so Jesus will manifest himself to you if you keep his commandments. But after this Judas, and it's very strong emphasis, not Iscariot, right? Not that Judas, okay? So Judas, <laughs> Judas not Iscariot. We've got to make that... Judas, that Judas wanted to make it completely clear. <laughs> Judas, there you go, here you go. Judas, how you going? Yeah, not a scary. Okay. All right, cool. <laughs> now that I know that. <laughs> that yeah, that's his last name, not a scary. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, said to him, Lord, how is it you'll manifest yourself to us and not to the world? This is where it gets cool. Jesus answered and said, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. The word keep is tereo, which means to guard by not letting it out of your sight. So, so if you love the Lord, you keep his word. Now, some conversations I had with Rachel lately and some, some of the Illuminate students is this. I don't pray heaps, okay? I'm not lazy. But what happens is I learned, I can just hold the word inside of me and then just, just, just look to the Lord. Otherwise, it's, you can't be in, in, a, in, a, in a, you can't whip yourself into a spiritual frenzy. You'll burn out. Your spirits, your spirit can almost never. Your, your spirit has almost infinite energy, but you get soul fatigue. You get soul fatigue. You get people that <laughs> intense spirituality, and their soul starts like running out of petrol. You can't maintain it. Uh, for those who um, who come here regularly, field of dreams is an intense spiritual gate. You have to do it in the realm of the spirit. If you don't, you'll try and keep up with your soul and you'll get exhausted. And people do whacked out stuff. You know, they, get, they have their own personal rapture, but not in a heaven. They just disappear and say, no, no, it's true. But it, it, it's, it's because it's intense, right? And so your, your spirit has, has almost limitless energy. So he said, if you keep my word in front of you, uh, um, and my sorry, go, go back. If you keep my word in front of you, if you if you keep my word, yeah. Last one, last scripture, please. Twenty uh, uh, twenty three. That's the one. Jesus answers it. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father. Look at this. My Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. And that's the same word, Monet. Isn't that crazy? On that day, you will know that I'm in my Father, and my Father's in me. But you know what Jesus says? He says, on that day, you will know. He sent, he's already sent his spirit. It says, it says, and hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out inside of us through the, through the Holy Spirit whom he's given to us. 
on that day is that when you hold the Word of God in your heart, you hit tipping points and the love of God starts flooding your innermost being. It's not some crazy abstract designated date on the calendar. On that day, so what God promises it, if you live in His Word and you hold it before Him and you don't let it out of your sight. Now what happens, I understand people, you know, high-skilled work and you've got to focus on your work, I understand that. But if you consistently spend time in God's Word at home or on your day off, or when you're not, you don't have family commitments, or you, you know, you know, for those, for anyone, for anyone here that is terrified of manual labour, or cleaning the house, or putting away clothes, or doing dishes, if anyone feels they have developed an acute allergy of such activities, is don't, 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 it's seriously, seriously, it's like the mundane is where you find the Lord, like nowhere else. You know, I've I've had. Do you know what? I have had encounters with a cloud of witnesses multiple times while mowing the lawn. You know, and no one likes, you know, if especially if it's an old victor. You know, but first, before you start the engine, you've got to, you've got to check to see if the blades are clean. You don't want to do it after the, the blades are moving. Do you know, I know someone whose mother did that. The blades were moving and they put checked up. Underneath, surprise, surprise, hundred <laughs> percent. David Sanders' mum. All right, she lost all her fingers and she's an artist. <laughs> hey, we used to joke about it. If he can joke about it, I can joke about it. Who puts her hands under a moving lawnmower with the things going around? <laughs> Seriously. Legit, she's an artist. Yes, hallelujah. <laughs> As, <laughs> I literally, like, like I said, you know, do you know when, when the Lord, I, this is, this is, I wouldn't say this is an anointed activity, but I've encountered God putting out the bins. Who enjoys putting out the bins? Exactly. You engage it. You know, I come home sometimes and I, like it's late Monday night. And I just wonder if there's been a miracle. wonder if someone's, you believe in for a miracle. The one of the children, without telling them, all of a sudden the angel goes, put the bins out for your dad. Well, actually for your whole household, right? I come home and go, oh, I thought there might be a miracle tonight. Oh, well. And I go and put them out and I have, I have encounters. Because what happens is this, is that when you hold on to the word of the Lord, what, <laughs> is, is that you start to see, you start to see. Who remembers the old one dollar note with the watermark? Who remembers that? Wave your hand. You could hold it up and you could see the, the queen's head. Sometimes you see visions like that, sometimes like fully trancy, right, where you're just in it. But what the Lord says, he said, if you, <laughs> if you keep my word, he said, not only will I manifest myself to you, it says me and the Father will make our home with you. That, that's, we read this, word. yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, the Son and the Father will make our home with us, cool. Yeah, let's go to the book of Revelation. That is the book of Revelation. That's the book, that's Apocalypse. That's the Lord unveiling himself. And these religious veils, and in that day, what day is when we lay a hold of the word of God like never before. So you can't work yourself into an emotional frenzy about the love of God. It is, it is supernatural. It is agape. The love we experience is different types of love, brotherly love, charity, etc. But I'll tell you right now, the love of the Father 
One of my, my favorite stories was a guy called Charles Finney, who was a lawyer, and in the law books in America, they kept referring to the Bible. So what he would do is he goes, why don't I, why don't I just go to the source code and I start studying the Bible? He started studying the Bible for legal reasons. And then all of a sudden, something started to change on the inside of him, and he found himself to be converted. And what happened was he went out into the forest and he, he, had, he gripped his soul that he wasn't right. Something gripped him. He wasn't right. Okay? Um, if you've got any worship pads, could you put them on, please? Something on the inside of Charles Finney goes, I don't know if I'm right with God. I don't know if I was to die tonight that I would go to heaven. He went into the forest and he was agonizing before this. It's like eternity opened up to him because he was in the Word. The Word opened him up on the inside. That inner world actually opened him up. And then what happened? I think he encountered God. He goes back into his study and he describes it billows and wave after wave of the love of God started to come upon Charles Finney. Who's Jesus heal? All right. Who's 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 heard that story of Charles Finney being touched by the love of God? Some of us here. Yeah. Just just wave after it, and he is crying out to God. He says, "I, I can't handle it. Your love is too much for me." He thought he was going to die from the love of God because it was so, just so powerful. And so I'll tell you what, there's a, the, the, we've seen people getting baptised has just this, you know, moved heaven today, moved heaven. And it's, it's, it, we're about to, we will have a meet and greet soon. But I'll tell you what, there's something about when you, you t- it says, draw near to God and He will draw near to you. And there's something about that brings a smile of heaven when you draw near to the Lord. What I'm going to do is in a second, I'm going to ask if people want prayer, but we don't usually do this. I mean, I'm not usually here in an afternoon. Can we just have everyone just close their eyes, bow their heads just for a minute? And you're here today. You might have come with someone getting baptised or whatever. And it's as simple as this, is that you're not completely sure that you're right with God. You're not completely assured that if you were to die today or tonight or tomorrow, that you'd go to heaven. You're not sure. The Bible says you don't have to be unsure. You can make sure that you are right with the Lord and you can have full assurance. Because who'd want to go to sleep at night not knowing if they're right with God? And all we have to do is say yes to Jesus. Now, if you want to make sure, you, you say, Todd, I'm not sure if I'm right with the Lord and I want to make sure I'm right with Him. I want you to put your hand up so I can see it. All we're going to do is pray with you. Yes. Yep. Anybody else? You say, Todd, I want to make sure I'm right with the Lord. It says that if you, if you believe and confess that Jesus is Lord and God has raised Him from the dead, you'll be saved. You want to make sure that you are right with God. I want you to put your hand up so I can see it. Anyone else? You say, yes, yep, I see that hand. Praise God. Praise God. Anybody else? You say, Todd, because all we're going to do is we're going to pray. We're going to pray. You want to make sure that your life is right with the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Okay. What everyone looking at me, we're going to pray together. Listen carefully. It says this. 
If you believe and confess that Jesus is Lord and and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you'll be saved. We get people who go, I'm not sure if I'm right with God. You know what? You only have to do this once. Sometimes you might, in a prayer of rededication, I understand that. But when you say yes, this is what happens. You're receiving the free gift of salvation. That is what Jesus did on the cross, dying for it, your sins. I want to make that really clear. And you receive it as a gift. You can't own it. Oh, sorry, own it. You can't, you can't own it. You can't earn it. That's what I'm going to say. You can't earn it. You cannot earn it. It's not by works. So it's a free gift of the Lord. So here's the deal. I want us all to pray together. Can we just put our hands to heaven for a minute? I want us to pray and agree. This is what we're going to do. Repeat this after me. You're not saying it to me and for me. You're saying it to Jesus. Say this. Dear Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God and you died on the cross for my sins so I could be forgiven. I ask you to forgive me and I receive you into my heart as my Saviour to live inside of me. And I thank you according to your word, that I have eternal life. I love you, Lord, and I thank you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Really, really that simple. Can offer up a shout to the Lord. You can just praise the Lord if you want to. He is baptized. Who believes and is baptized will be saved. So who thinks today's been a great day? It's been a great day. You know, if you came here tonight and you either got baptised or you came and saw other people baptised, you can you can feel the joy and the blessing over it. I want you to encourage other people to come and take the, the same steps. We'll be doing uh, more baptisms soon, but uh, uh, um, you know, I want you to, I want you guys to be encouraged. You know that that when I got baptised in water, all this stuff broke off my life. For those who got baptised in water. When you get home and you have some free time, I want you to just get with the Lord and just start to bless Him, start to thank Him. Because I guarantee you something would have changed in your life by coming out of the water. You didn't just go in natural water and come out. You come out and engage the Lord by faith and the Spirit of God would have touched you. Because I could feel it over here. Who could feel the Spirit of God touching those people getting baptised in water? God loves obedience. And the obedience isn't difficult. It's just yielding to His love. I'm going to close in prayer. People are going to go out the back and... uh, get the meet and greet ready but first what all right so I'm going to close in prayer but don't go out and try and eat anything otherwise you'll get attacked by knives and forks by the caterers okay so no one can no one can go out there it starts at five but we're finishing now all right show and tell okay so uh, (laughs) oh yes we got. We got. Hang on. We got to. We got to do announcements. I forgot about that. Thank you. Okay. All right. We've got 25 minutes of announcements. So, if we could please collect the offering. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you for your sowing by faith. Praise God. We'll just keep that up there. Now, while you're doing that. Um, Next week, we have Javier coming from Argentina. If you weren't aware of this happening next week, he will be here in the morning service and in the afternoon at Munta. 
He is a worker of miracles. We do see miracles here, but He's got a special grace to do it. So um, yeah, fuego means fire. You're going to hear that a lot. Who's, who's never heard the word fuego before? You're going to hear it a lot. Okay, fuego! And so um, basically, He's very, very excited and I've just been communicating a little bit with him. But please, next week, if you could um, bring people, the sicker the better. Seriously. No, 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 no. Come in faith. Seriously. Do we, I mean, it might get pretty busy. I can guarantee you it's going to be very hard for anyone to lift any tiles off this roof and lower anyone down. You can just, we, we'll, we'll have an overflow room. But you, you guys know the story, seriously, just, just to build your faith. I reckon 18 months ago now, someone that lives close, uh, uh, they were brought here by somebody. They had two weeks to live um, and they, had, they, just, they were having all sorts of treatment for cancer. I mean, they, they, didn't, they weren't short of, a, of, of uh, finances, so they had everything. Chemo, radio, everything, everything to the point the woman's arm was black, given two weeks to live, had paid top dollar, top dollar for uh, uh, um, the, all the medical treatment you can imagine. She went to many physicians, but just grew worse. Anyway, so basically came here in the healing rooms and had no faith, but the people praying for this woman had faith and they prayed and, uh, and they felt something move in the spirit and said, we will see you again. And as she's being wheeled out in a wheelchair, she goes, maybe. No faith, maybe. We found out a week or two later through someone who knows them, says that day they got instantly healed and they recovered straight away. Okay, now they're still alive. This is like they've given two weeks. Yeah, that's amazing. Two weeks to live. And so this is because Jesus is alive. Because Jesus is alive, seriously. And so, so we see this happen regularly. We see deaf ears open up. We've seen all sorts of diseases healed. Now, uh, um, in a second, I think that's the... Uh, let's have a look. Yep, no, we don't have any more announcements.